Welcome to Let's Talk About Bliss, the perfect side dish to your already almost perfect Takus Day, where we talk bliss, life, learning, and fun. I'm Heather, CEO and founder of Connecting to Bliss Coaching and a Jay Shetty Certified Life and Success Coach, NLP practitioner, and lover of most all things. I am here to share all that I have learned about bliss in a real, vulnerable, and fun way. Together, we will journey through this awesome life, hopefully eating as many tacos as possible. So sit back, grab your salsa, cheese, and tacos, and let's connect to our bliss. Hello, everyone. You've got Heather from Connecting to Bliss Coaching, and you are listening to Let's Taco About Bliss. Today, I'm kind of talking off the cuff today. I'll be honest, my last two episodes, I was a little bit more prepared. But today, I wanted to just see how it goes and talk about judgeless discernment. right? (laughs) What a word. So I'll tell you why this is important and why this is something that I wanted to discuss today. Last year, I participated in a course and I don't even remember the name of the course right now, but it was working with our inner demons, our inner ego, and allowing us to build up the tools and resources to really center ourselves and get grounded in moments of well, honestly, in everyday moments, like whether it be high, low, anything. So it was right up my alley. Like this is my jam. I love that. I love being able to regulate myself. And it really allowed me to learn the tools to to do that, to get myself to a place of not being overly stimulated by anything, just kind of cool, calm, collected, more so than I, than I am already. <laughs> But it's really important to me because I don't want everyday things to be super reactive to me. Like if someone cuts me off in traffic, I don't want to lose my shit. I don't want to go bananas and start flipping them the bird and start swearing repeatedly. I want to be able to find a place that I can be calm in those situations. And so I've done so much work around that because raising a child can be very troubling and troublesome when it comes to not reacting I mean kids are put in our in our world to really just trigger us (laughs) so but the way I've decided to to parent and the way I want I strive to parent is to not be triggered by her and to to uncover my own crap and make sure that I'm dealing with my own crap so whatever she does doesn't trigger me and so in doing that I also needed to learn the ways to regulate myself in situations, everyday situations. And so this course that I took last year really helped me to kind of understand um, the tools and and tricks that that allow you to do that. And it really is just about recognizing that you're being triggered, stopping yourself from being triggered, and doing the things that allow you to regroup and, and center yourself and not be triggered by whatever said thing. So again, it's recognizing that you're being triggered. It's stopping yourself from being triggered and refocusing on centering yourself. And so what I realized and why I'm talking about this course is one of the things that 
I really wanted to work on and I realized that I needed to do a ton of work on it was something called judgeless discernment. And what that means is that it's building up the ability to reflect on and witness and look at what's happened either way before in your life or what has just happened. You flipped a guy off in the car after they cut you off. And rather than judging yourself and being hard on yourself for not reacting the way that you said you wanted to react, like I said, I've made a decision that this is something that I want to work on. Um, rather than me getting hard on myself, being like, God, Heather, you did it again. Like, look, you failed. You flipped this guy off and now you're now you've just done exactly what you didn't want to do rather than getting into that place of self-judgment and self-harshness to be honest it's really allowing you to again revert your energy to a place of judgeless discernment and realize that yeah that happened and it's not ideal and it's not what you're looking to do and i'm not going to judge myself for that decision I'm not going to judge myself for making that mistake. I have a responsibility to move forward in such a way that I can learn the tools that I need to in order to be better next time. So it's about reflecting back on the situation and removing any judgment and looking at it and saying, okay, so that just happened. What happened to make that situation happen. So what happened prior to that, that forced me to react in a way that I wasn't in control of? So let's just keep using this flipping a guy off in the traffic example, because you know, it happens. What was happening for me prior to that moment that made it so I was depleted? I didn't have the resources to recognize when I'm being triggered, to stop myself from being triggered, and to refocus my energy on something else. And it usually comes down to something like, maybe you're super tired that day. Maybe you're having feelings lingering from earlier in that day. Maybe you were thinking about something else that was actually impacting you emotionally that you weren't necessarily aware of. Maybe you're just emotionally tired. (laughs) Maybe you've got a lot going on. Maybe... I mean, there could be many, many other things, but it allows you to look back at a situation, an outcome that maybe isn't ideal, and rather than dwelling on it, rather than going down the spiral of judging yourself, telling yourself you failed, which then turns into, oh, I'm a piece of garbage, or I'm terrible, or gosh, I'm a bad driver, rather than having that internal monologue kind of grow and grow and grow and snowball and snowball into this oh my god I feel like crap it's allowing you to stop the pattern stop that snowball effect and really look at okay so that happened why did that happen and it makes reflections so much easier (laughs) it allows you to really look at things from a perspective of that cool calm and collected and if that's something that you're striving for like me This judgeless discernment business that I'm talking about is ideal. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that like 
the minute you end this podcast today that you're going to be like, mur, 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 I've got just a sister. It's not like that. It takes work and practice. But first you have to start recognizing when you are judging yourself. And sometimes our ego and our fear cloaks itself in such a way that is so, so hard to recognize little moments that can happen in a day that can just make you feel like crap. And you don't even really realize that it's making you feel like crap. I I tend to, and this is a problem that I have. I, I have this way of poking fun at myself and in most situations, I do it in such a way just to be funny. I love to make people laugh. And so I'll often poke fun at myself to make people laugh. I never want to take myself too seriously. So I feel like that's a way for me to do that. I don't know if anyone else resonates with that, but I kind of do that. Um, But I've noticed in the last little while that sometimes I can be harsh with myself, even when I'm trying to be funny. And I don't mean it in that way. But what I also know is that our words have power and, and our thoughts have power over how we feel. And so if I don't want to feel like crap, why do I continue to say these things to make other people feel better, but in turn making myself feel like crap, <laughs> right? But that, that's where that judgeless discernment can come in. And I'd be like, okay, well, I said that. I didn't feel great afterwards. Yes, they laughed, which is great, but I didn't feel good inside about what I said. And so I can reflect on that and say, next time, you know what, when someone says, hey, I'm going to, I love your shirt, I'm not going to say, oh, it's a piece of garbage or, you know, those types of things that we kind of say, I'm going to, I'm going to reflect on what happened and figure out, plan ahead and understand how I want to react next time without the cloud of the negative, harsh judgment of myself. So that's really what judgeless discernment is. And it's not only with yourself, it's with other people as well. When other people make mistakes, when other people screw up, when they say something wrong, when they do something wrong, when they don't react the way that you feel like they should, first, recognize that you're being triggered, like I was mentioning. Stop yourself from being triggered And then insert that judgeless discernment because there's part of a story about them that maybe you don't know. I'm an NLP practitioner and there are many different um, statements that we kind of subscribe to as being golden rules sort of thing. And one of them is that everyone is doing their very best with the resources that they have available to them. This can kind of be a hard pill to take for some people because when you think about people that are doing really terrible things like hurting people or stealing or things like that, it's hard to think that they're doing their best. But if you really dive deep into their stories, there's likely something that's causing them to think that this is their only means of action. This is the only thing that they can do in order to survive. We're here to survive as long as we can. And if people are doing harsh things to other people, hurting them, stealing, that type of thing, or anything that's societal, like society says is terrible. 
if you actually truly get down to the nitty gritty of their story, yes, they've made a poor decision, but there's probably a stream of things that's led them to that poor decision. And so if you take that idea and put it towards the guy that cut me off in the car, what's happening for that person? Rather than me judging him saying, oh, you dumb idiot, why are you cutting me off? Are you not paying attention? I immediately start thinking, huh, okay, what's happening for that person to make them not understand that one, I'm there, and two, that they need to be more aware on the car and not to make that mistake of cutting me off? What story is happening for them? And obviously, I'm never going to know the story, but that awareness that they probably have a story that's making them act in that way. It, it instantly, it instantly calms me down because our minds don't like gaps. Our minds don't like not knowing things. And so we can often get in the habit of filling in the gaps with negative stories because maybe that's part of our mindset. Maybe that's just like our, our habit. But if you stop yourself and, and with this judgeless discernment, try and think about it from an empathetic point of view or a compassionate point of view or human to human I feel you like yeah I probably would have done the same thing because of this this and this it's really looking at things from a place of empathy and compassion for yourself as well as others and that's what judgeless discernment truly is I know a lot of garbly goop and I actually am shocked that I was able to talk that long about this topic (laughs) But it's something that is a big tool for me that has made a big impact. So other situations, let me just give you another example. Um, What's a good example here? So my daughter is struggling with something right now. And I instantly, when the struggle comes up, my instant reaction is to be triggered and to get mad at her, at the situation. I'm just frustrated. And so I'm really, really working hard right now to when I understand, when I when the knowledge becomes clear that this situation has happened, I stop myself and I have to do my tools to make sure that one, I recognize that I'm being triggered. Two, I stop myself from being triggered. And three, I I go to that judge's discernment of myself and of her, understanding that, yep, there's a lot going on for me right now, and this is just compounding things, and so that's why I'm being triggered. And for her, I understand, okay, she's seven. (laughs) This is a struggle that I think a lot of seven-year-olds have, and a lot's going on for her too. It's not just me, and so it really allows me to get back to a place of calm, cool, and collected a lot faster. And then I can move on to the next step, which is figuring out my tools to get back and to maintain that cool, calm, and collected. So for me, it's things like the box breathing that I keep talking about. I'll review it quickly in this podcast. So a box breath is taking an inhale, holding at the top for the same length of time, exhaling for the same length of time. So I generally start with four counts. So you take a big deep breath in for four counts, hold your breath at the top for four counts, exhale for four counts, and hold for four. And you repeat that at least four times. That in and of itself allows your body to return to 
an even state and it goes directly to that parasympathetic nerve system where you aren't going into the fight or flight mode of being triggered. You instantly are more calm and more centered and more grounded. Other things actually this course taught me was simply rubbing two of your fingers together strong enough for you to feel the ridges of your finger to uh, your fingerprints. So let's say your pointer finger and your thumb. You simply rub those two fingers together and you do it with enough pressure that you can feel the ridges of your finger t- uh, fingerprints. And you focus on the feeling of your fingerprints. That's all you do. You just rub your fingers together for 10 seconds and focus on the feeling, feeling each ridge of your fingertips. And if you could see me right now, I'm actually doing it. I'm closing my eyes and I'm simply just <laughs> focusing on the ridges of my fingertips. And there's other tools as well to help get you back to that state. Um, there's a five senses quick breath. So all you do is you stop and you close your eyes and you take three minutes and you focus on your five senses. So focus on like, if you want to close your eyes just for a moment, if, if possible, obviously not doing this in the car, but close your eyes and focus for 30 seconds on what you're hearing. So if you're, I'm hearing my husband talk in the background, I'm hearing a slight hum, I think from the heater. And then once you really focused on what you're hearing, then I want you to focus on the taste in your mouth. So just close your eyes and focus on what you taste in your mouth. And luckily for me, I'm tasting my taco lunch that I had for leftovers. (laughs) So once you focus on that for 30 seconds, I want you to take a big deep breath through your nose and focus on what you're smelling. Even if you can't smell necessarily something, even if it's just you sense the cold air coming through your nose, I just want you to focus on that feeling in your nostrils. So we've done hearing, taste, smell. Um, And then I want you to focus on uh, your touch. So get grounded in your body and figure out where your body is touching things. So get a sense of like, if you're sitting where your bottom is touching the chair, what else are you feeling? Do you feel your pants? Do you feel your socks? Do you feel me, my slippers? Do you feel where your feet are touching the ground? Do you feel anything else on your body, your sweater, your shirt, your earrings? Like what else do you feel in your body? And focus on that for 30 seconds. And then you can open your eyes and I want you to find one thing in your eyeline that you can focus on and really just focus on every detail about that thing. For me, I'm looking at um, something that I've got hanging on the wall and I'm just looking at every single tiny detail, maybe that I've never even noticed before about that thing. So that can, that process in and of itself can take maybe three to five minutes, but it is such an amazing way for you to get grounded and centered again into that cool, calm and collected space. So again, the process that I go through in order to insert my judge's discernment is first learn your triggers, learn to to understand when things, what what is happening often when you get triggered. Like if you're going on a car ride and you know traffic's going to be terrible or even every time you go in the car, think about, okay, I could get triggered in this. Let's just be aware of that. Let's get a, a sense of my body and understand when and um, how I might get triggered and where do I feel that in my body? Because when we do get triggered, we do feel it in our body first. That's exactly like for me, I instantly get this like 
fluttery feeling in my chest and that's where I know I'm being triggered. So as soon as I feel that fluttery feeling, I stop myself. I say out loud or within my, within my mind, I'm being triggered right now. I need to stop myself. That's when I go to my judge's discernment and I say, okay, this is what's happened. I'm being triggered. I'm not going to judge myself or anyone else involved in this triggering. And then I go to my tools to help really get myself centered again. But judgeless discernment is really an important tool if you want to change your mindset. If you want to be able to have a more positive outlook on things, be kinder, be more outgoing, like be live less in fear, that judgeless discernment allows you to stop judging yourself and stop being harsh with yourself and 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 live in a space of empathy and kindness and compassion, starting with yourself, which will automatically overflow to everyone around you. And yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say today. I hope that this message is landing for you. I would love to hear your thoughts about judgeless discernment or anything else that I've said today. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode of Let's Talk About Bliss. And thank you, universe, for allowing me this platform to talk about my lessons and to share the learnings that I have to hopefully impact one of you listening out there. I appreciate all of you and may the bliss be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Let's Talk About Bliss. Be sure to follow me at, on Instagram at Heather the Coach, or check out my website at www.connectingtoblisscoaching.com to find out how we could work together if you want to connect to your bliss.